0: Welcome to episode 51 of the Green and Healthy Places podcast, in which we explore the themes of well-being and sustainability in real estate and interiors today. I'm your host, Matt Morley, founder of Biophilico Healthy Buildings. And in this episode, I'm talking to my good friend, Manuel diaz Severian about his role in creating, promoting, fostering a new bamboo industry in Mexico. Manuel was previously a director at the Mexican Tourism Board in London where I met him gosh close on 15 years ago now. He managed the country's image throughout Europe effectively and was largely responsible for repositioning Mexico as a cultural and culinary destination to beat. He is now director of Special Projects for Marbella Design Week and is launching into the world of sustainable entrepreneurship by agitating for a Mexican bamboo industry to rival that of nearby Colombia. In our conversation, we discuss, obviously, bamboo's sustainability credentials as a building and interiors material, its various applications in sustainable buildings and interiors, its possible social impact benefits, particularly around indigenous peoples in Mexico, the influence of Bali's green school, on bamboo-friendly architecture and architecture collectives around the world, plus mucho más. We recorded this one on Zoom for various technical reasons, but hopefully the minor blips in sound quality along the way don't bother you too much. Here he is, Manuel Diaz Sebrián. Let's let's get busy. So you're doing really interesting work around bamboo, and it's one of those materials that has a wide understanding to some extent, but I think there's also a lot of confusion and perhaps there's some, I think, where we can go with this conversation is really digging into a bit more of the expertise that you're developing and also understand a bit more about the potential of the material and also uh, its uh, links to geographies, like where it's coming from and how we can use it in buildings and interiors. So why don't we start with that piece around the varieties of the bamboo. I, I know that it's a grass, uh, but I'm not sure beyond that how much, uh, how many different species of varieties there are, and how they can particularly which ones are most relevant for buildings and interiors. So maybe we can start well, with that. Absolutely,
1: I had to tell you first of all my introduction to bamboo was. Most of the people perceive bamboo or knows bamboo or actually um, define bamboo as as a gardening ornamental uh, plant. Uh, when I went to Bali, for the first time, I was so impressed to see and stay in a hotel that was built completely on bamboo, because I didn't know as many people that bamboo had all this potential to support and structure as a hotel or building. So everything started over there years ago, and, uh, and I came back to, to, to Europe, and especially in Mexico as well, and nobody knew about bamboo. Actually, it was, it was so funny. It all so developed in Asia but it's valued on its possibilities in Europe and also in the Americas. Um, yes, there are more than 1,600 kinds of bamboo. Uh, you could imagine the, the varieties and all of them differ according to climate, to the kind of soil uh, attitude, etc. cetera. Uh, every single kind of bamboo developed in different climates and different possibilities and different actually characteristics of our soil. But there are, among these big variety of um, bamboos, there are possibly seven that are used or widely used in construction. Among these seven, there are three that are the most popular ones, which is the mosso bamboo, uh, the hasper or the asper and the guagua. The one is probably the most common one and the most uh, used or common use on construction due to its strength, um, width and uh, the, 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 how fast it grows. As you mentioned earlier, so many people, I mean, for you, because we've been talking about because you maybe are, are working, actually, your, 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 your industry or your organization deals with all these sort of bioproducts and whatever, uh, that bamboo is a grass, but few people know that bamboo is not a tree, it's a grass. Mm. Uh, given the bamboo one a normal, uh, a normal advantage uh, with other woods, which is how fast it grows. Bamboo, once bamboo achieved, being past, uh, botanically being, past, being a grass and not a tree, once it reached maturity between three to five years, it could grow one meter a week. So, Telling you that, I cannot just go, I I don't have to go deeper on what are the advantages of this resource. It could grow up to 30 meters, and it could have the width of 30 centimeters, 22 centimeters, 28 centimeters. And the partir from that, the use could be enormous,
0: enormous. So that brings us into the discussion around sustainability and bamboo being a fundamentally sustainable material for buildings and interiors. I know there's also some interesting information around its carbon footprint in particular. And you know, we all, we're all, I think now finally paying far more attention to the carbon footprint, not just of our buildings, but also of the interiors in fact, of the interior fit out. So like how much carbon are we embedding into the buildings and interiors that we're producing? So how does that work in terms of, um, preventing deforestation, which I guess is to some extent explaining its advantage as a sustainable material? Bamboo,
1: on the a part of the characteristics I explained earlier, um, the growth and all this stuff, it's a very intelligent plant. Uh, and also, uh, bamboo is store its own water and manage the water. You know bamboo has all these compartments. And the mm. water comes from down, up and down, up and down. Uh, other thing bamboo has, their, its roots are not very deep. So somehow bamboo um, recover the nutrients of the um, soil which is already kind of dead. So bamboo has certain possibilities. Uh, talking about a carbon footprint, the bamboo actually keeps as many roots, they keep the, the carbon. They do not actually release this this uh, carbon, the carbon, the, the carbon into into the, into the into the nature, until until it's born or is actually just you know, decay. So bamboo, due to its durability, especially now, we're going to uh, talk later on engineering bamboo. So bamboo keeps the carbon the carbon itself locked for 30 years, 40 years, and it all depends how you use it, how you discharge it. That actually, this is actually in a way converting into an energy and not into, no into carbon emissions. So, uh, talking about deforestation, obviously, non, non, um, any, any species is advisable to have a monocultivo. Yes. Uh, everything has to be now uh, according to the regeneration of the woods, has to be a polycultivo or poly whatever you call it. I don't know how do you call it, polycultivo or monocultivo. But in a way, obviously, bamboo is not advisable to have jungles or forests of bamboo completely. It exists in certain areas if the if the soil is already is already a kind of dead or originated. The solution is bamboo because bamboo, first of all, is gonna is gonna give you a, a kind of a material or a resource that we're gonna use for construction, design, or whatever because there are many uses, so many 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 benefits bamboo could give you. But on the other hand, it's going to give the the soil. The nutrients that used to have before it was deforested, or rather before the deforestation. So it's advisable to. the, the Someone corrected me that one of the, um, the, the talks I gave on bamboo, because I say bamboo is, is actually is, is a great resource to stop touching our forests. No, 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 no. They told me, no. The forest had to be touched because there's always a need to cut off trees, eat trees, all trees. Bamboo came to help us to touch our forests and jungles in a very intelligent way, keeping the tropical woods and the forests and actually harvest bamboo in certain areas to balance the usage of those materials that, that take 30 to 40 years to grow combining to eight years that bamboo takes. So that is sustainability, I guess to be honest, I don't know why no more people in the world is using bamboo. Because right now, to be honest, uh, uh, Matt, for me, my main concern is regeneration. I know we had to stop deforesting, deforestating our jungles and, and woods. But there's already a lot of the planet has been damaged. And bamboo comes as a resource to regenerate those, those areas that have been already a kind of deforested or dead.
0: Can it only? Maybe this is a really basic question, but can it only do that in let's say tropical locations like uh, Bali, Indonesia, for example, or can it be recreated in somewhere like Mexico or in Europe? Like, what are the limitations in terms of the environment?
1: Well, a, it all depends. As I mentioned earlier, it all depends on the altitude, on the soil, on the climate, on the humidity, to to harvest the. The, the next kind of bamboo you need, uh, but it could—it's not just—it it, comes—it's not related only to Asia. Obviously, the Chinese and the Asians were the ones that developed this burden I mean, because it's mainly it's mainly a native plant from that area, but not exclusively because there are some native at bamboos that have been found in Latin America, for example. But obviously. Bamboo has been widely used in Asia and in Indonesia. First of all, you, you could actually go to the, the. In Japan, for example, bamboo is considered a, a very fine art material. Yes. In China, for many years, bamboo was a symbol of poverty because it was the easy access material just to build up and to, um, to create many things. But now, once we discover not only the wonderful characteristics of bamboo, but also the engineering of bamboo, yes, bamboo could be could be grown in Mexico, could be grown in many areas that had the same climate that we have in Asia. It's just a matter to get the culture harvesting and how to, to know how to take care and how to, how to cut it off, because it's important how to cut it off and how to treat it. Because something that's been developed not many years ago. Is treating bamboo with borax, which is bamboo, remember that has these little like veins, the mm-hmm. channels. And also these, these channels, when you cut the bamboo, they keep the sugars. Those sugars produce bacteria, and the bacteria kills the bamboo if you don't treat it. So one of the one of the the, 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 the treatments that have been very successful is treating the bamboo either either, either with heat or with borax. And then the bamboo could last forever there are different kinds of different timings you submerge the bamboo in borax you know it, it all depends on the kind of use you're gonna you're gonna have it okay and um, so and then the most important which i probably is one of the is one of your questions that i'm very, very keen to answer is the applications of what we can do with bamboo in this engineering which is actually when you go into into more materials and flooring and panels uh, but yes as um, you had, you wanted to know as well why the bamboo actually the bamboo in in as a nat- natural product the, the 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 structure of the bamboo is tubular so that gives the bamboo a certain strength because actually in in the industry of the construction in the several industries we produce the the, the, the metal tubular things because they, the tubular form receives a lot of impact and weight. Bamboo has this form and strength by nature. So that's why in a natural way, before engineering the bamboo, once it's treated, it could be widely used in construction. And you could see this example in Bali and in many in many pavilions, for example, Simón Velez is this very, very renowned Colombian architect. He's been actually, Building of pavilions and churches of bamboo in uh, in a, in, the, in its natural form, just the tubular the tubular thing, and it's supported with a, with an engineering um, uh, techniques.
0: So you mentioned the the let's say tubular shape that provides inherent strength to the material. So when you in terms of those characteristics, when you're talking to architects when you're talking to interior designers when it, when it's sort of about how it can be not just produced in different parts of the world, but then uh, and distributed and eventually sold to the end users, in this case let's call them architects and interior designers what. Are you looking for in terms of those characteristics like what are the things that that can ultimately make it so useful and how is it applied in different ways, not just in a tubular form but i know i've seen it come through in flooring and sort of effectively tiles so you get into flooring tiles as an alternative to wood where else can it be used on in an interior space
1: it's endless uh, i'm going to give you a, a, a lovely example that she is there just to explain to you what uh, a bamboo a bamboo just a so plan yes you're going to go on what is the interior bamboo and actually what well, your question is about technology of bamboo but uh, before jumping into that i wanted to tell you for example that from the bamboo from the leaves on the twigs on the, the top part the middle the roots and the stem you could produce fabrics you could produce food because as you know the bamboo stems are eatable See, so from the roots you could produce our handcaps from the tubular thing you could actually just build up things uh, you could actually as well from the leaves produce juices and food so really, you could use the whole thing in different ways. And actually, one actually, obviously, the technique to produce um, to produce um, woven and also um, fabrics is very complicated. But actually, is very popular now in India. India is the number one country producing fabrics and fabrics. And uh, and when will we go on the bamboo technology, well, it's a, it's endless. The possibilities are endless. Actually, for you could depart from the Tubular part, as you say, use the, the 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 bamboo on different on different ways, or even folded. because bamboo could be folded with heat. The the tube, the the, the tubular thing with heat could be could be folded. <laughs> but let's mention first two important things. Bamboo is has a great future because its durability, number one. Number two, the hardness, and number three, the rapid renewability. Those three factors are the most important factors we have to consider all the time when you work with bamboo. So, that going to bamboo technology, it's not. It all depends. When when you use the bamboo, of the tubular in the tubular way, you could you could build the pavilions and the churches or by base or the columns in different buildings. But when you go into what is the engineering of bamboo, yes, it's a different story. Because then you could you could actually just cut the bamboo on uh, slides, a slice of bamboo, and you select it according to the colors and textures. They put them together, they glue them and press them, and they could create literally bricks of bamboo. But this is just with the stripes which is it has a certain durability and certain uses could be for indoor or outdoor and you could with the bamboo bricks or bamboo panels create kitchens flooring indoor outdoor but there is another technique where you decompose the bamboo and you use the bamboo like a pot, yes and you mix it with different resins and heat and you create the hardest material ever so the particular with this, once you engineer, you could actually, you you, will, you use the technique of the engineering bamboo, you could create different textures, different, different colors, and different usages. It could be for the most amazing kitchen inside, the most amazing flooring inside, or the most resistant flooring outdoor. So the possibilities are endless. Um, Right now, bamboo, if you want to build up or produce, or you're going to have a facade of bamboo in a very important building. There are many buildings now actually with, with facade is completely made of bamboo. For example, there's a hotel in, in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam called Hotel Jakarta. Jakarta Hotel is mainly made of bamboo. And, uh, and like the Jakarta Hotel, there are so many, many, um, many um, buildings that are actually using bamboo, combine it with other woods, yeah? Uh, actually, yeah, but, but, but it's amazing how many people is integrating bamboo into the construction. Uh, what are the, what are the, why is important for the architects or the people in the construction industry to use bamboo? Well, first of all, for the three characteristics I mentioned earlier: there's durability, strength, and actually, and obviously the, the, the hardness. But the other one is just to support the sustainability, the sustainability of this of this resource. The more demand the more people is going to harvest the bamboo and it's going to be if you if you manage to harvest to to make this um this um, uh more popular because actually the problem we have is that people are still very non-aware on what bamboo is many 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 i mean I, i've been involved in mexico as i told you last week we are having this conversation and i've been involved in the with the growers of bamboo in Mexico, for example, which is not, it's not, it obviously compared to the Asia in Latin America, the, 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 the industry of bamboo is, is, is very is very small, but this is small because we didn't know the potential and how amazing it could be and how profitable it could be because obviously we didn't know how to use it. So when you are, you could have bamboo, I mean, I'm, I discovered bamboo in certain, areas. in certain areas in Mexico, they had bamboo, but they didn't know what to do with them. And they haven't actually some people come and buy the bamboo just to burn it up too. It's, 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 it's a waste. So what people is learning now is how to take advantage of the durability, how to take advantage of the, the that once it's treated, it could be a very suitable and beautiful material. And also, once you got the material and the money to work into engineering of bamboo, it could be it could be a boon of bamboo, and we could, in a way, be more sustainable because we are using. A resource that is growing so fast, and actually we could just leave other woods growing and alive for many years.
0: So I think that's what I find so interesting about what you're what you're you're working on here, this project of effectively creating uh, or reinventing the bamboo industry for a country like Mexico. So as I see it, you've got effectively three levels, right? You have the producers, you have those the crops, so like the bamboo you need the space, you need the fields, you need the farmers to produce it and look after it. And then there's the processing piece in the middle, and then a final piece, which is around the sales and communication and the distribution, where it goes out to the end consumers, which we've just covered. So that bit in the middle between the growers and those who purchase the refined product. What does that that look like? Or what could that look like in Mexico? Who's doing that Refinement of the raw material and turning it into a product, or how could that look in a in a new industry in Mexico?
1: Well, I mean, I'm fortunate in so many architects. I mean, um, uh, let me go back to something actually that's mm. uh, um, important to mention. Um, John Hardy created the, the Green School, uh, which is the school of bamboo in in Bali years ago, through Linda Harlan. Linda 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 Garland is she was the jewelry. Yeah, the jewelry um, manufacturer, and she discovered, she was the one that broke bamboo as a, as a beautiful piece of art to bring, uh, to, to produce jewelry and things. She was one of the pioneers that, that she, in a way, put bamboo into a different level, not just a resource resources there, the poor people are just for the gardening. John Hardy used to be a jewelry. his his wife used to be a jewelry as well, and looking for this bamboo in Bali, they they fall in love with bamboo and they discover all the boundaries of this material and then through the years they created the Green School of Bamboo in order to educate people on what is, what are the big, you know, what are all all the advances, all all the properties bamboo has but educate people from the very young age. So it started being as a school for boys, children, and then became a school for architects. Elola Hardy, which is a John Hardy uh, daughter, she's a famous architect. She was, she used to work in New York in different kind of materials and structures. So she's the one that came back to, to the roots of her father, and she started now, she's one of the most popular and famous architects on bamboo buildings. She created Bamboo Village in Bali. And uh, when you go to Bamboo Village, it's a whole area with those amazing houses. Like a really, it's like, a, it's the Hollywood of bamboo. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. So well, being in the middle, I wanted to tell you this is, John Hardy and you know, the Green School has educated lots of architects worldwide. Yes? All these architects and the world of mouth has created a lot of small groups that are now working, dedicating their lives to work and teach people what to do with bamboo. Why it's important to harvest, to harvest it. Why, where you can do it. How you could go with the bamboo, not necessarily being rich, but actually how do you use it, how you treat it. How could you build up even housing in those some rural area, rural areas. For example, there is a program. There is another famous architect in Mexico. She is working on a on a program that she started in Thailand. Is build your own house. How incredible is that, that? teaching people, okay, grow bamboo, harvest bamboo, and with this bamboo you could build up your own house. So you don't need to go and buy bricks. I teach you how to treat the bamboo and the, the material you are harvesting. Is going to be the one you're going to use to build up your house. So, being in the middle, first of all, you have to find out actually what is the social impact. And actually, one of the reasons I wanted that I, I'm getting actually fascinating to work with this in Mexico, Matt, uh, is because obviously the countryside in Mexico and in Latin America is kind of poor. So, bamboo in certain areas that are tropical. Pinachi, those the coffee industry and other industries have really damaged our jungles and, and, um, and our, our land tremendously because those are monocultivos, the coffee on the avocado itself, they eat all the nutrients from the soil. So one of the one of the what I need to teach people is like uh, first of all, not to have the Coffee is one big one big example or avocado nowadays. Also in integrate bamboo into this selection of uh, uh, natural resources that you could use harvest in order to have different different actually uh, results, different results and not damage completely the soil and the, and the medio ambiente and the, the environment. So the whole idea is obviously that the people that harvest the bamboo, the indigenous people, get for them to get a benefit from harvesting the bamboo. Make the make the bamboo more profitable and also not only for the construction, I use it as well as decoration items for chairs, for lamps, all this stuff, in order to have the added value of the bamboo because not everything is used on the construction. Some leftovers are thrown away. So the whole idea is to teach people how to take the how to have the benefit from the whole stem. And then make some economy and have the circular economy. Then, And Mexico in and Colombia is the most advanced country on that. There is thirty years ago, but I see there is a great potential. First of all, you have to create the union of producers of bamboo because they are kind of separated, and uh, they have to get together in order to in order to you know to unify the price, which is very important, in order to unify and have that control quality because obviously you have to control the way it's treated, the way the quality, because obviously a bad treated bamboo is gonna give a bad result from construction. <laughs> so you can allow yourself to be talking about a, a resource, which is fantastic, and then have a construction, which is gonna last 10 years instead of 30 because it wasn't properly treated. So it's a lot of learning, but it's very simple. And actually once this is managed, the bamboo industry is gonna boom i pretty sure, but in 10 years,
0: it's going to it. be a boom industry as well in the minute. I really appreciate how you've you've described that kind of playmaking role of of putting it together, piecing the different elements together, so that you create what is hopefully going to be a, a, a long-term project around um, a sustainable alternative to building with yeah, less less sustainable building materials. So I think it's it's got so much merit. If if someone wants to read further into the subject if they want to explore the topic a bit deeper. Is there a a recommended resource or where would you say we could go to kind of learn a bit more?
1: Well, I have to tell you, actually, I've been researching bamboo for, I mean, I've been in a professional way for the last two years, because as you know, I'm the the Director of um, Special Projects for Marbella Design, because actually, I mean, we gave a talk two years ago uh, to architects and designers in Marbella in this exhibition. And uh, we started just telling people that che bamboo is a grass, and a tree, you know this 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 very basic information that people were not aware. As you know, the the the, the, the roof of the Terminal Four in Madrid, Barajas is the biggest bamboo project in the world, and not even the Spanish people knew it. <laughs> so I find it very very sad, to be honest. But it's, I mean, I cannot blame it because when you go to the to the terminal, you go to the you go to the road, you ask what? no well, it's not wood, it's bamboo, because you cannot, you cannot identify that it's bamboo. But it's just, it's a layer of bamboo, treated and generally, and it looks beautiful. And like that, so many other bigger projects that are happening. I'm going to Paris in, um, in two hours, just to see a pavilion that Simone Velez built up in uh, the France, where it's exhibiting um, um, a photograph exhibition of Sebastian Salgado. And the pavilion is made of bamboo. So it's more and more and more that you are seeing this. And uh, well, most of which is the most important um, in our company in Europe on engineering of bamboo is gonna be finally due to the, all the, the bases we created, uh, is gonna be exhibited in Marbella. And last year I invited um, the um, uh, Dr. Pablo van Lugden, yeah. He, he came to, uh, we have, we give a talk together, obviously I, cannot, I don't know to myself to his knowledge. But actually, uh, I'm I'm not very enthusiastic on this, and he appreciated that too much. So he is the one that built out this this book called Boom in Bamboo, yes, which is uh, is by Pablo van der Lucht. I will say the the, the details. Actually, this is, is, to be honest, this is the Bible of bamboo. He's been actually, he's been writing, he has wrote already three books on bamboo, and they they have been my Bible, and it's been, it could be the Bible for every single person I wanted to learn more about bamboo.
0: Amazing. Cool. We'll, we'll add that to the show notes as well. And well, thank you for your time. It's been really informative. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Ciao. So, you know, you never know. I never know really where the conversation is going to go. And that's what I find so interesting about these podcast talks is that you kind of, you know, I've got vaguely a plan, right? But I always find that we end up talking about uh, that piece around how you're effectively like creating a whole new industry that requires education, like people working on the crops, like what can they, how can they process that? How can the architects become aware and be educated around what to do once they receive the products? It's like, it's, it's the big picture. I think that's so, that's a unique opportunity that you're getting involved in with Mexico. So it's just, I think it, that it, was the part that I was maybe not expecting from the conversation, but I'm like, wow, it okay. Is,
1: it is not a chance to be honest, it's, it's so wide, because so to be mm. honest, actually, mm. there's a lot of technicism on this, on the production of bamboo. it's a lot, so actually. When you asked for the book for the first time, I mm. was giving the time say, Fuck! What am I doing? <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, thanks God, I was talking to people that they didn't know were not aware. But actually, when I, when I get the talk with Pablo, Pablo to you just so enthusiastic. You, you have learned so much about bamboo and the basics. Because the basics is use bamboo because we need to use more sustainable materials. Mm. It's not just business for business. Obviously, this is a business company it's a business to everybody. But it's like a, guys, we have a resource that's gonna help us to regenerate so much of we where well, we have damage already. And that for me is, there are two really, two important um, areas really Matt, is the social impact because I'm so tired to see how poor is the country people the, the countryside in Mexico when we had the wonderful climate and the soil and stuff, but there's the fucking corruption.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's there's, there's, a, there's a lot of people that are just trying to do that. But instead of just that, I stop being corrupted, give them a tool to do something. And for me, what I do is bamboo. And I'm working on that and actually, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if in two years, I guess uh, once I retire from tourism, I'm getting uh, involved. I dedicated myself to this,
0: this. This could be a 10 year project if you want it to be, like to really make the kind of impact that you want to make. It, it can take that long. So I think it's good to have that sort of medium term perspective because it's, yeah, yeah. It's, there's so much to do. But yeah, that's that's how you change the world. You don't change the world ever, overnight. It doesn't work that way. So I
1: think that it's important, Matt, to the same way you do it, actually, you get to put your seat. you get to do your little part. And mm-hmm. it's what I'm doing. And I'm not going to pretend to make. Fortune, my my main idea with Gambo is not making money, is just giving something, it just leaves something that actually like that, uh, just leaving something to the world. If they that gives me money and uh, it's entertaining me as much as it's entertaining me until now, don't. I'm done, I'm, I'm going to Paris just to see the pavilion now. Mm. It's just I'm just so happy to go and see that, and mm. uh, and then the rest will come along because when you do things in passion, and you know that results come along.
0: Yeah. Yeah, keep learning and uh, and keep the passion alive. Those are the, the two the two <laughs> secrets. Yeah.
1: So tell me, tell me, huh? You you wanted to tell me yesterday something?
0: No, I didn't want to. say that. No, I just had a very. I had like, yeah, gosh. Sometimes I get myself in these situations and I'm like, oh, oh no. <laughs> what, what, well, what, what, what am I doing? Living, huh? I'm like, I'm you know, I'm I'm juggling. <laughs> <laughs> I, um I I had a You're day off. Yeah, you, yeah. Huh? yeah, man. I I. But I don't know. Maybe let me let me say this. Uh, maybe maybe in like a few weeks. Maybe yeah. Maybe I think there might be something that's like yeah. I think I met someone. So like we'll see. I'll I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. I you, know. <laughs> uh, you know like pasito pasito, man. Like I just go a little bit like this. Let's see. You know it's like a it's like a dance at the beginning. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Anyway. That was sweet. I really enjoyed our chat. Thank you for so much for that. Me too. Cool. Thank you for inviting me. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bombriash. Ciao, ciao. Bye.